Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode le- 11 of Irredeemable Trash. I'm your host, Joe, otherwise known as Dr. Spagooters. And boy, do I have a show for you today. This is going to be a long one. Forewarning, you can probably already tell by the amount of time that uh, is listed there. Uh, let's get into it. Job update. It's about the same as it was last week. Outlook is still slightly better than it was maybe a month ago. However, still not really great. Shit still fucking sucks. Hobby update. I did my first precap as a guest host last week on uh, for the Reddit Eternal Blood Bowl League. It went uh, pretty well, I think. I was a little nervous doing it, so uh, overall, I gotta maybe work on that a bit, but uh, it's done, and that's the most important part. Uh, Wednesday this week, I will be doing my first recap, and I've watched almost all the games, but one so far, so I gotta still watch that one game before tonight. This is Wednesday. I'm recording on a Wednesday. At least this part. Uh, The first part of this episode is going to be incredibly long. Because as I teased last week, we're we're getting serious. Getting real serious on a podcast where I uh, watch a movie where dicks get shot off constantly. And a woman gets killed uh, by having a penis jammed into the back of her skull and then the tip of the dick points out the top of the front of her skull and uh jizz starts spraying all over the place after she dies this is a movie that i watch every single week now that that little part's over it's time to talk about the student loan debt crisis and to be more specific my story and the fight that I continue to have, and the fight that over 600,000 other people have had, and continue to have. I graduated from high school in 2007 at the age of 17. While I was in high school, a college recruiter came to our campus and presented us with the opportunity to go to a college. They promised small class sizes great job placement stats, and a robust eh, robust career placement department. At this point, I wanted to get into the video game industry as some kind of artist. In fact, I based a lot of my high school elective education on that happening. I took a lot of art classes, including Photoshop, Illustrator, and a, com- and a class where we combined the two into each project, among many other art classes and computer-based program classes. So I had a, a good base of knowledge of digital art programs uh, going into college. I also really enjoyed these classes, and to be honest, I was pretty good at them. I was almost always at the top of the class. Um, teachers really liked me in those classes. It was fun. It honestly is probably what got me through high school. Not that it, there was ever a danger for that, but they definitely uh, 
a lot of people hate high school, and that was probably one of the reasons why I loved it. It's because I had those classes. We also had a recruiter from another school, DeFry, come to uh, the campus uh, that I went to high school at. They didn't do a very good job, from what I remember, so I didn't end up picking them. I also considered applying to the nearby College of Northern Illinois University. However, they didn't really have a digital 3D art program at the time. I'm sure they did, but it wasn't outlined in the way that was attractive to me, and I think I would have had to have piecemealed a lot of it together. And honestly, this would have been the correct decision that I should have made. The fact that our school allowed either of these recruiters to come and give their spiel on their uh, corrupt and blatantly scammy colleges uh, should have been a criminal. I decided to apply to the first recruiter, and he represented a college called Westwood College. He did a much better job, and they had a program that I wanted to be part of, which was the Game Art and Design program. I remember the recruiter coming to my house and interviewing me and my family to make sure I was going to be a good fit for that college. And by fit, I mean a family that didn't realize that I was being hoodwinked into thousands of dollars in student loan debt from a scam school. I had no idea at the time about accreditation, and that was a big deal that would play, that would play out later on. I was obviously selected to be a student there because I was the perfect marked mark. Someone where no one in my family and very few people from my extended family had ever been to any form of college. I kind of posted this on Twitter, but the first time I realized something was wrong was in a trigonometry class that was being taught by the head of our math department. The teacher was basically incompetent. He had a disability and utilized a wheelchair. I don't think he had the greatest self-confidence because when he would face the class and talk, a lot of the time he would keep his eyes closed and definitely wouldn't look us in the, like in the eyes or in the face. When he would talk to students one-on-one, -on -one, he would also kind of keep his eyes closed. He also would routinely write the wrong numbers down while doing example math problems on the whiteboard. So much so that it kind of became a meme if you were in his class that it was going to happen at least once a week, if not at once every class. During the worst example of this, I realized something was wrong. I only had probably about a year, maybe less than a year left until I graduated. At that point, I did some deep, deep thinking on everything. Around the same time other colleges, and probably ours, started getting sued, or other students tried going to other colleges for a master's degree, and they got rejected because the accreditation we had was probably bought. More on this in a bit. Looking back at the time I had in college, I did have some great teachers who tried to help as much as possible. I feel like they would had to have known that something was going on, though. The kids who shouldn't have been passing their classes were in fact passing. A student got caught doing blatant plagiarism 
stealing someone else's art from a magazine, no less, and presenting it as his own art with a quick recolor in Photoshop. To my knowledge, that student failed that class. However, I don't think they were kicked out of school. In a real school environment, in a real college, you would be expelled immediately if this happened. I think the core teachers in the design department, for the most part, really did do a decent job to the extent that the college let them. I also remember not learning anything for the first year that I was in school because I had already taken all the basic courses in high school. I told this to my aunt and uncle when they asked me how college was going, and they said that that's pretty typical. However, in a four-year setting, that may be a little bit more commonplace, but I graduated in 2010 and I started in 2007, just three years after starting. I wasted one-third of the school time there not learning anything of value. I was a teen and I was having fun away from my family and playing video games with my roommates in a truly accelerated environment, which is what we were promised. I feel we should have started learning new things a lot sooner. For example, getting into 3D modeling programs that would have been like the largest part of the work we were doing outside of college. We uh, didn't start that until probably two or three terms in. And what when we did start it, it was really, really basic stuff. Um, stuff that basically anyone could wrap their heads around. It was really, really easy. Um, even the kids that struggled with basic drawing classes were able to do this. For example, uh, I would basically goof around most of the time in this class and I would finish my projects way early and then just do really weird like photoshops of things to uh, entertain myself since I had uh, access to a cough 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 legal um, version of photoshop at the time uh, the basics like I said were really easy to learn I struggled slightly with the more advanced techniques, in part because of the environment. Apartment living with two to three other uh, gamers who love staying up late and playing games. And the fact that there just wasn't enough classes to fully learn the techniques that we needed to learn. We took our time on the easy shit and was expected to pick up the more advanced features of 3D modeling at a way faster rate than how we learned the basics. Also, the fact that we weren't really pushed to do learning outside of class other than our main projects. A lot of the time I was able to do my work in class and not do much outside of class. I don't think the teachers were told to be hard on the students because that would mean people would be more likely to leave the college. If they tried, to, if they tried though, they could make the argument that they should be there at least. Especially the gaming... Especially in the gaming industry. It was not an ideal way of learning the content as the industry is very cutthroat. Definitely more so now than when I graduated, but it still was pretty bad back then. The fact that we were so coddled by the college and not pushed to be better artists really fucked us over. 
Very few people I graduate I graduated with do this for a living. I tried learning more outside of college, but felt defeated and depressed after graduating and not being able to find a simple job in the industry. I'm not alone in this, as I am now part of a lawsuit of about 600,000 other students who were defrauded by their institutions. My college doesn't even exist anymore. It was sued by various state governments out of existing. I somehow ended up falling through the fingers of these lawsuits, though, specifically the one that shut down uh, the colleges in uh, my home state of Illinois. In 2012, the Illinois Attorney General, Lisa Madigan, filed a lawsuit citing misleading job opportunities for Westwood College's criminal justice program. In reality, the lawsuit was based on the fact that the college lied to their students. They told people that had previous felonies that they would be able to get jobs in in law enforcement. Even potential cops get treated better in our society than everyone else. The outcome of the lawsuit happened in 2015. It took three years. Westwood paid $15 million towards their student loans and stopped accepting new students in their Illinois locations. They they also accepted no fault on their part in this deal. In 2016, they closed their doors nationwide after being sued by several other states. I still have to pay my student loans even though the college has been sued out of existence. The first glimmer of hope came when the Corinthian colleges got sued by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, otherwise known as the CFPB, in 2014. The CFPB was proposed by Elizabeth Warren in 2007. This was due to predatory lending practices, which was something that Westwood was also practicing. Canada suspended Corinthian College's license in February of 2015 for rampant fraud. They closed just a couple months later in the United States. There is a link between both Corinthian College and Westwood College. That link is the ACICS, otherwise known as the Accrediting Council for Independent Colleges and Schools. This was the accreditation agency that both schools used. ACICS lost its recognition as a nationally recognized accrediting agency in 2016 under then-Secretary of Education John King Jr. Through an appeal, though, after the evil for-profit baroness Betsy DeVos was appointed as Secretary of Education, they had their accreditation credentials reinstated in 2018. The determination on if ACICS can remain an accrediting body is still in a gray area, as they are involved in various current government determinations and lawsuits. There is a report from USA Today that ACICS approved Reagan National University as a viable college in 2017. Just like all things that have to do with that name, It appears to be a complete and utter sham. Links on the college's website to register lead to four or four error pages. No students or grads can be found on LinkedIn or Facebook. They have no campus and no one supposedly in charge of the university can be reached or found. 
Days before the article was published by USA Today, the school took down their website. These are the kind of schools that ACICS has been giving accreditation to. It's not a long shot to say that maybe the majority of schools they accredit are in some degree like Reagan National University or Westwood College. Late in President Obama's last year in office, he started the Borrower's Defense to Repayment Initiative through the, through the Department of Education. Some people actually got their loans discharged before Trump got in office, all of them for the most part being former Corinthian college students. They did not open this program up to other students from other schools other than Corinthian College until after Donald Trump became president, to my knowledge. I believe this is this happened in the in-between time before Betsy DeVos was uh, voted in as Secretary of Education. Under DeVos's impeccable leadership, she refused to process any of these applications. My application among along with over 600,000-plus other students, were not processed under her leadership, causing many people to default on their loans and have undue hardship done upon them. Students who were defrauded by the sham schools like Westwood that were given accreditation by ACICS. This leads us to current time, 2021. I didn't want to vote for Joe Biden. He's probably a rapist and has some kind of brain disease. However, I figured that he might actually process my borrower's, borrower's defense to repayment application. And I knew 100% that Betsy DeVos wasn't going to until the courts forced her to do that. More on this in a minute. So I filled in the bubble next to his name because sadly, voting for him was going to be the best way forward to end this nightmare. Currently, the Department of Education is being sued by a group of students in a class action lawsuit to have their borrower's defense to repayment applications processed. As a member of that group, I was automatically enrolled. A determination in the process is still being made. The lawsuit is no longer directly against Betsy DeVos, as she no longer is the Secretary of Education. However, she is still being subpoenaed to appear in court as part of the class action lawsuit and her department's practice of just flat out ignoring these applications for four plus years. February 12th, 2021, Biden's Department of Justice announced that they would help DeVos in beating this subpoena. She caused unknown amounts of pain by delaying these applications and the people deserve to hear why she did it. We all know why. I wasted four years of my life going to Westwood College. I have nothing but debt and no career path going forward to show for that. That's three plus years of full-time income that I've missed out on. It is the biggest mistake that I've made in my life and one that I will probably have to pay for until I'm dead. A decision I made when I was 17 years old will forever haunt me because we live in such a failed state that students that went to colleges that were sued out of existence for doing fraudulent activity still have to pay their student loans. 
When people see Westwood College on my resume, they laugh. If they know about it, they laugh. I haven't applied to any industry jobs because of it. Job applications say they want you to have a four-year degree from an accredited school now. While technically, my school is still accredited, it doesn't take a brain genius to Google Westwood College and just see how much of a scam it was. If you're going through a similar situation to mine and want a place and wants a place to vent or tell your story, hit me up and I'll have you on the podcast. I won't even make you watch the taint. You can reach me at irredeemabletrashpod at gmail.com, the show's Twitter account at irtrashpod, or my personal Twitter account at drspagooters spelled d-r-s-p-a-g-o-o-t-e-r-s now i'm going to go watch the taint oh boy yeah this is not an apocalypse without a circle of death (laughs) 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 hi welcome back to the much delayed part two of the show uh i broke my own rules and i'm watching this on monday march 1st because I had a busy weekend since recording the first half of the podcast on Wednesday. I don't really feel like watching uh, The Taint today. I didn't really feel like watching it. I just got done watching it. Um, I know that it would be a really slippery, slippery slope if I skipped this week. Um, so that's why I'm recommitting and watching The Taint today. And I'll also be watching it another day this week, probably Thursday. The movie uh, went quicker than I thought it would today, so that's that's a really big positive. Um, my biggest takeaway from today's watching is that uh, the sound design is really really good. We've I've known that for a while, but. That was the one big thing, that positive thing that I got from watching it. Also, that um, the actor that plays Houdini's girlfriend and is also referred to by Phil as that nice boobed girl is actually really good at delivering her lines. I believed her when she was speaking. Um, I've mentioned this before, but she's uh, all, she also wears the same horrible horrible wig that phil wears throughout the entire movie so if you watch the movie keep an eye out for her and uh yeah she's good at delivering her lines uh partially maybe the reason why i put off watching the taint other than being busy was that i didn't want to watch it uh maybe a little bit Uh, i was more excited to share my student loan story then watch the movie this week, which uh, kind of maybe speaks to what's been what I'm a little bit more uh, interested in talking about. So maybe you'll uh, get some more of that in the future. Maybe not specifically student loans, but other little factoids and stuff. Um, that's that's all I got. So. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, I love you all. You can reach me uh, at my email at 
irredeemabletrashpod at gmail.com. The Twitter account, irtrashpod. Or my personal Twitter account, Dr. Spagooters. And I uh, spelled all those out earlier in the podcast in part one. So, uh, yeah. See you in just a couple days for uh, episode 12. Bye.